Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And I might be even more excited than I've ever been for this next 
guest. And before I tell you who it is, I will say there is colorful language in this podcast that I have left due to emphasis. So if there are kiddos in the car, just make sure that you maybe listen to this another time or that you're aware or you put your headphones in. So I really, really loved our conversation. This human being was like such a beautiful walking contradiction for me. Have you ever had those moments where you just think something is one way and your mind is completely blown and it really makes you question all of your perceptions about someone or something in your world. So that's what this human did for me. But before we get started on that podcast, I want to remind you that you can be a part of the biggest tribe book club at a tribe called bliss.com on, or you can go to a tribe called bliss on Facebook and you can join that absolutely totally free community to find all of your like-minded friends, all of your like-minded sisters there. And if you have not gotten the book yet, you can go to a tribe called bliss.com because this book is not only about creating deeper connections, but it's truly about creating a deeper connection with yourself and reaching your highest potential. So let's get back to the guest, my incredible guest today that I feel so honored to have had an hour with is Andy Frisella. He is serving as CEO of one of the world's leading nutritional supplement companies, First Form International. He founded and ran five other businesses that collectively generate $200 million in annual revenue. Yes, did you hear that? It generates $200 million in annual revenue. Supplement Superstores, Alpine Sports Products, Carbon Fire Nutrition, Paradise Distribution, and 44-7 Media. He's also the host of a business success-oriented podcast, The MF CEO Project, which is a top 50 podcast in the world, not just in business, you guys, that gets millions of listeners every month. His podcast is number one recommended entrepreneur podcast, you guys. So he's become one of the highest paid keynote speakers in the world. I've gotten to see him speak a few times. I've actually shared the stage with him twice. I don't even know if he knows that. And he's even written a best-selling series of children's books that promote entrepreneurial values and the success mindset. In addition, he's been recognized as one of the world's leading authorities on customer retention, loyalty, and company culture, as well as marketing techniques. It takes to build both brick and mortar and online direct to uh, consumer retail businesses from the ground up. He was identified as Entrepreneur of the Year in 2016, and he's been featured in Forbes. And he says, yes, a little fat kid who grew up on a gravel road in Missouri was featured in Forbes. In Forbes, Actually, a few times, he says. He was also featured in Inc., Entrepreneur Magazine, as well as many other honorable publications. So again, this conversation blew my mind. He, I, I laughed. I cried. I was so freaking inspired. Like I was floating after this conversation. I wanted to go run through a wall. But again, you guys, colorful, colorful language. So enjoy every second of it. But if you have kiddos in the car or they're around, just be aware that you might want to listen in your headphones. So let's get started. Andy, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. 
Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad and excited to be here. Really excited. Uh, like honestly, I feel I just have to let everybody know that this is just such a massive honor because to even get an hour of someone like you to come and commit on this podcast, like number one, that says so much about you. And also, I just want to make sure that people know how important this is to just listen and hold on to every word that you're saying. <laughs> so. Thank you. Thank you. And I just have to say, I was just telling you this before, I just got lost in Andy world. And it was like, I mean, if I sound like very excited right now, it's because I feel like I could go, I don't know, like I'm just ready to go pump uh, up my team and start. I mean, this is perfect timing because I'm doing a book tour. So you just like poured into me just through your Instagram. How do you do that? How do you You do that every day, Andy? It's funny because I get asked that all the time. And, uh, the truth of the matter is, is that's just who I am. It's how I operate. And, uh, people, people assume because I have so much enthusiasm that comes through with my podcast and, and what I do, um, you know, with my Instagram and things like that, they think that it's like a character that I create, but it, you know, unless like when I leave the house in the morning and, and until I get home, that's how I operate my day. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a passionate, intense, um, enthusiastic person because I like what I do and I like seeing other people succeed and it gets me fired up, you know, and I just, I prefer to operate that way. You know, it's just, um, I don't know. I've always been that way. I don't really know where it came from, you know? Mm, You know, you have the most insanely awesome mix of crazy, enthusiastic, energized, committed, um, intimidating mixed with so welcoming. It's almost a bit I've never, I don't think I've ever seen it before. So something that I want to say is that when I was looking and just really studying you, I was like, oh my God, I feel, I feel like I can relate to you actually so much, which is so crazy to think from the outside, thinking me as a female doing what I do, just more like, you know, spiritual, but I am so into business and, and getting people to like their highest potential, but you're from the Midwest. So you're from Missouri. And you also, like, I almost died. It was so great, the quote on your website that says, I was more committed to filling my stomach with Doritos than filling my day doing productive shit. And I loved that because I was a chubby kid who really never did, and like, I never finished anything. And that was, I just thought it was impossible. So tell me all about that, because I just, I have to know the journey from Doritos to to here. You know, the funny thing is, is uh, I, I was like that, my whole life too. I never finished anything. I never saw things through. And still to this day, believe it or not, seeing things through is something that I oftentimes have to force myself to do. Mm. And one of the things I think that people, which, you know, I say this all the time, but people think that I'm not, that I'm, that, that I'm lying. Uh, but the <laughs> truth is, is that a lot of the messages that I put out, those are like almost like internal pep talks that I'm talking to myself. So what I do is I, I, you know, I take the message that I'm thinking and I just verbalize it in a way that's for everybody, you know? Wow. And, and, um, so, and I think that's why I don't know, you know, why people relate to it, but I think that's why I think it's because really what I'm doing is speaking, um, the internal voice that we all have, you know, we all have like the two internal voices. We have the internal voice that tells us to, uh, you know, that's good enough, you know, just relax. Don't be so hard on yourself. And then you have the other internal voice. that's like, Hey, you're being a fucking pussy. Mm -hmm. Like you need to, you need to, you need to like toughen up. You need to be. 
And I think, you know, um, I'm able to communicate that because I was a fat kid and because I was a kid that was picked on my whole life and because I was someone who um, struggled in school. And, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know where it, it kind of flipped over, but mm-hmm. basically, uh, yeah, I grew up in, 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 in St. Louis, Missouri, right outside St. Louis. And, uh, I still live here. It's where we operate our business from. Um, and I, you know, I grew up, uh, middle-class, you know, lower middle-class, uh, we lived on a gravel road and, and, you know, it was nothing special. It was just me and my brother. We rode our BMX bikes up and down the road and, you know, we were normal kids and, uh, played a lot of sports, did a lot of that. Um, I was always interested in entrepreneurship. So I, uh, I always was like, had this little hustle going where I was, you know, selling baseball cards or I was trying to sell lemonade or sell light bulbs door to door or all these different things. Um, and so that side of it was kind of always in my blood, but I was always the person with a million ideas, but never do any of them. Mm. And, and, um, which I think a lot of people resonate. They're like, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could do that. I don't know what to do. And, uh, I, I, um, I got myself in a situation when we started our first, our first quote unquote real business, which we still have today, which was, um, a sports nutrition retail store, uh, to where I didn't have any other options. You know, I, I wasn't, we started when we were 19. Uh, I didn't have any money. Um, we financed basically the whole store on credit cards and we had to live in the store. So I didn't have options other than to operate the business. And I really think that's where I started to learn how to finish things is when I, when I put myself in a legitimate life position of no other option, but to do it. And, uh, and over time, you know, I started training myself mentally to, to really, you know, think that way. And as we've grown, um, that was 18 years ago, 19 years ago now. Um, and we've grown that into, uh, you know, a, a very strong nine figure brand. We're going to do over $200 million this year. And, uh, it's, you know, when you start to have some success, it gets harder and harder to feel like you have to do things. And uh, so I had to train myself to put myself in that position where my back was against the wall. I didn't have any other options. I, and now I call it, and what I teach it, it's called zero option mentality. It's just something that uh, you have to train yourself to do. And, and that's where I learned to finish things. So I guess bringing this whole question back around to the beginning is um, I, I sucked at finishing things and I sucked at at, at pretty much everything in life, uh, until I didn't. <laughs> and I just got tired of, I got tired of being, um, I just got tired of being what I was, you know, mm-hmm. I, was lazy, I was fat. I was n- not finishing things. I was not committed to things. And, uh, I realized that, you know, if I lived like that, I, I, I thought about like, Hey, what am I going to be when I'm 40? What am I going to be when I'm 50? And I didn't like that vision, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, all of those things kind of came together and, and, you know, and I started becoming, uh, I started becoming, I started evolving, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, people think that people think that like people who are successful and they, they are financially successful and they've got everything seemingly going for them. They think that, uh, they think you're born that way. And that's, that's not, you know, always the case. And most, most of the time it's not. And I, I feel like the reason that, that I've, um, started to build a a pretty decent brand in the personal development space is because, uh, you know, I've lived all the shit that everybody goes through, you know, 
um, I wasn't born a high achiever. I was born uh, the opposite of that. So it's been a process for me, for sure. Mm. So what do you tell people? Because, oh, so you just gave just, you said so many things there that I want to touch on because you said it wasn't until, you know, your back was against the wall and you had everything stripped of you. And I can mm-hmm. so relate to that. I honestly didn't finish anything until, um, you know, my husband lost his job. I wasn't the main breadwinner. We lost our house and we were $300,000 in debt in the Midwest, which you know is like, you know, 3 million. Right. <laughs> so right, right. Exactly. So yeah. it's like forcing you to be like, well, now what do I have? And yeah, it was, it, it wasn't even, you know, maybe I didn't go into what I wanted to be immediately. It was like what I knew I could at least take the first step on. And I think mm-hmm. that taught me so much about, it's not always like building this dream scenario and following through. It's like, okay, well, what's the next step? So what do you, you know what I mean? Like what, what could I do? What am I somewhat capable of right now? Even if I right. feel like a giant shit show in this moment, what am I somewhat I, okay with doing or like, okay at, so what do you tell people who have not been, you know, cause I do believe that that was one of the biggest blessings I've ever gone through. It's like, I probably wouldn't be doing what I was doing now. So what do you tell people who maybe don't have that back against the wall moment? I know you talked about the mentality, but how can they really get there? I, I encourage them to truly think about their life 10 to 15 years from now, if they continue on the path that they're on, if you continue to do the same shit you do today, that you're doing right now today, if you continue to do that for the next 10 years, where are you going to be? And likely you're going to be in the same spot because people tend to get comfortable, you know, living the same life. They're comfortable with the money they, they have. They're comfortable with the car they drive. They're comfortable with their wife or their husband or uh, the uh, restaurants they go to and they stop evolving and stop growing and it feels okay right now because you're able to survive and you're, you're not maybe, you know, back against the wall like what we're talking about. But the problem is, is even though it feels okay now, it's not going to feel okay 10 years from now. It's not going to feel okay 15 years from now. And by the time you figure that out, it's too late. And so I encourage people to really spend some time thinking and visualizing what their life will literally look like. If they continue on the path, you know, if you're 20 pounds overweight or 40 pounds overweight, what's that going to look like in 10 years? It's going to look like 150 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. people, and this goes for finances, it goes for fitness, it goes for, uh, you know, every area of your life and comfort just doesn't, um, produce many good things. And I feel like trying to, you know, it's hard to get people to see that, but if you're, you know, if you're somebody who is a high achiever um, and you have the, the desire and you want that little extra kick in the ass to go do something, think about, uh, you know, and you're in that position where like, oh, I don't know if I should do this because if I do this, it's going to make me uncomfortable for right now and this and that. Maybe I'll just stay where I'm at. Well, OK, if you need a little extra kick in the ass to get out and do it, think about what your life's going to look like if you stay doing what you're doing. It's, you're not going to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um so that, that's, you know, that's a hard thing for people to grasp, mm-hmm. but, uh, but unless you create that moment for yourself, you're going to have a very difficult time, um, getting, cause, cause creating progress takes a conscious effort to be uncomfortable. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a conscious decision to be uncomfortable right now. So that you can basically grow to whatever it is that you want to grow to. And 
that's very hard for people because they look around at their situation, they look at their friends, they look at their family, and they say, you know what, I'm doing okay right now. I'm, I'm okay. But okay is not going to make you the money you want to make. It's not going to get you the life you want to live. It's not going to create what you were meant to create. So by sitting where you are and not taking that step back, you know, um, you have a situation where you got to take a step back and maybe you have to downsize your, your apartment or your house uh, so that you can start this business or, or cash flow, whatever it is you're trying to do. People don't like taking that step backwards. And because they don't like taking that step backwards, that ultimately costs them all the potential they would have for the rest of their life. So it's very important to realize and try to visualize what you're sacrificing by staying where you are. You know what I mean? Mm, I totally know. And so much about that looking down the road, that is I that is my biggest tool is even especially because you know when you start getting great things in your life and you're like, my life is pretty awesome. Like you have right. to find a new reason to be hungry. You have to find a new reason to keep going or, or something else that gives you fulfillment and purpose and just good is the enemy of great. And it's kind of like no matter how great well, you think something is, you start to settle into like this like life is good and it's about the yeah. evolution like the seeking of resistance there's like this balanced energy of like you said you have to find that discomfort in order con or in order to continue to get comfort in your life it's See, so I've, crazy yeah i've learned that you know putting myself in quote unquote painful situations or uncomfortable situations is what ultimately causes me to produce good things so yes. i truly try to mentally, put, I mean, I'm not irresponsible. Like I don't spend all my money or um, do crazy shit to get my edge. I I spend time like meditating and putting myself in that place. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, I don't really meditate like Buddha or anything. Like I'm I'm just <laughs> I, when I say meditating, I mean like thinking. You know, mm -hmm. like reflecting, um, whatever people want to call it. Uh, but I, I try to try to really force myself into that mentality of like, Hey, look, dude, if you don't do this, um, you know, you're not going to get this. And and so I keep raising the bar, you know, every, every, uh, every, I, you know, I'm not good at celebrating victories. So like for me, like I never feel like, and this is, this is real shit. Like I never feel like it's good enough, mm. you know, and maybe, maybe that's insecurity that drives me. I don't know, but I never, feel validated. Like I always feel like I have more to prove and I don't feel like I need to prove anything to anybody else. I think it's just to myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, so for me, you know, in my personal situation, I want to be the literally the best at what I do. Like I take the best person or the best company and I look at them and I say, all right, I'm going to fucking beat them. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at it. So, um, and I know not everybody does that. So it, for me, it's, it might be different, but I try to, uh, I try to pick a target, man, and I and I try to win, and um, that's how I kind of think about it. But but I don't know that, I don't know that everybody's going to think like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think I honestly, the more and more that I talk to people, and the more just self work that I do, I think there's so many different. And I love, you know, what I love about you, you're just honest about it. You're like, this is what's driving me. This is the carrot. This is how I'm able to do what yeah. I do. This is how I motivate. And this is how I also make massive impact. And I don't think that there's necessarily any, 
anything wrong with any of it. Anyone's anything. If they ultimately at the end of the day are making impact and feel great and love what they're doing. Like, like I'm very driven, like, and this is not popular with people, but it's true. Like I'm very driven by what I call the dark side. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the dark side is all the negativity, all the times that I got told that I was shit, all the times I got told that I wasn't going to be able to do what I'm doing. All the, like, all the girlfriends that broke up with me because I was a quote unquote loser working in my business, not making any money. Um, you know, all the people that made fun of me when I was fat, like all that shit, like I store it inside and I turn it into productive action. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so whenever I start to feel lazy or I start to feel like I don't want to do something, I remember all that stuff and I get up and I go do it. And, uh, and I'm just very, I'm just very driven by shoving shit down other people's fucking throats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not everybody's like that and that's fine, but that's, it works for me. And I think like what you said, I think people have to find what drives them mm-hmm. and everybody has their own little drivers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, some people it's, I, some people it's, I love everybody and I want to improve everybody's lives. Some people it's, uh, you know, I fucking hate everybody. Mm-hmm. So I want to prove everybody wrong. Some, some people, it's a mix of that, you know, and, uh, it definitely is a mix of that for me, for sure. Um, I love what I do. I love, uh, running our companies. All of our companies are based in the sports nutrition, supplementation and health world. And there's not many industries where, and you know, this, where you can literally have a conversation with someone and see them in 30 or 60 days. And they're a completely different person uh, physically and emotionally. And that's amazing to me. I love that. And I love, I love doing what we do for that reason. I think that's a huge reason why we've been successful is because that's our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to change lives. Um, but, uh, you know, I have the dark side too. And so I use what's appropriate when it's appropriate, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it, well, this is one of the most exciting things. Why I was so excited to have you on the podcast is I love, so I bring, I love bringing on people where it's just, it's like not the typical, you know, what they're used to hearing. Like, yes, you love this and more love and all this. And I, cause I do yeah. feel that way, but I yeah. also believe that there are different motivators for different seasons of our life. And there are different motivators yes. for different people. And I think that we would be all, I think that we would actually be robbing ourselves of huge growth and learning potential if we shut people out and while it may not be certain things may not be for you there's so many amazing things about everything that you're saying and and to be honest with you I really I can completely actually resonate with what you're saying being really inspired by you know all of the things that have happened in my life I was actually just asked I was on a podcast um it was uh Tom Bilyeu's podcast I was on it last week and he was like did have you ever gotten any negative feedback around my original driver because my original driver was I'd gotten made fun of um for being overweight I had this like big incident where people were bullying me and and all of a sudden my comeback was like just wait I'll show you. And he was like, have you ever gotten feedback that that was negative? And I was like, honestly, you know, I feel like maybe some people have said it was kind of driven from a darker place in the beginning. But if that's your initial carrot to realize that sometimes it's like, that's what got you moving or that's what got you to this point to actually see, you know, and I think of that for you while you're driven by that, it actually gets you to the point where you freaking write children's books and you give back in a huge way. You make entrepreneurs, you push them past a hump that they are stuck in and it may not be for everyone, but it is for the people who can hear you, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's, you know, I think if we're all honest, 
I think we all have a dark place and we all have a, a, a good place, you know, and the, the thing about being an effective entrepreneur is not about having all the resources. It's about being resourceful with what you have. Mm-hmm. And that includes your energies and your motivations. So where a lot of people will, you know, I get, it's funny cause I go speak and I speak just like you in huge events. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do Q Q and A's and these Q and A's will be like, like I'm sitting up there teaching these people how to build literally nine figure companies mm-hmm. if, if they wanted to. Um, and the questions that they ask in return are about like how to deal with people who don't believe in them, how yes. to <laughs> deal with people who hate on them, how to deal with negativity. And so I know everybody has that dark side because I hear it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that most people don't know how to be resourceful with it. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to take a comment or somebody not believing, and then instead of dwelling on it and, and being hurt by it, they take it and they put it in, and it makes them get off the couch and go do what the fuck they're supposed to do. You know, so that's where I think a big missing link because society frowns on that. Society says, "Oh, you shouldn't be motivated by, uh, you know, the people who say you can't. You should be doing it for the people who love you." Well, you know what? That sounds really nice, but it's not fucking reality. Okay. Reality is, is we all deal with negativity. We all deal with this. And if we're going to be successful, we've got to be able to transfer all the energy that we get and that we receive and that we take in from the outside world and turn it into productive action that's going to drive us. Because if we're going to be successful, we can't spend time dwelling on the negativity. So we've got to be resourceful in how we use it, Mm. you know? Oh my God. You know, you just made me just have this crazy thought and it's not crazy at all, but it's just like, we are so, you know, we're motivated by pain because the pain is trying to get us back to feeling love again. That's it, right? We just want to be loved and accepted. So what is the opposite of pain and fear? It's love. So of course, if you're feeling pain, it's doing exactly what, you know, that's why I went into to fitness is I thought if I built this physical armor and I, if I looked a certain way and felt strong that I could never feel pain again, it was like, okay, well, this is the opposite of pain. I feel like if I did this, I'd feel love. And I think we're constantly just trying to get back to love. Like we're just trying to say, okay, look, I'm like avoiding, avoiding pain or staying away from pain or whatever that looks like. I agree. And I think, I think the way that and I think a lot of the time when you hear, like when you say that, it's important to recognize that a lot of time that love that you're looking for is from yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not from other people. For like sure. I, I don't, I'm my, I'm my toughest critic. Like I don't give a shit what people think about me, mm. but well, that's not true. I do care what certain people think, but it's very small circle. Like your love, the people you love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, yeah, the people close to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I really am hard on myself and I'm trying to prove it to myself. But the thing is, is that you have a lot of people will get negativity, right? And, and we all get it, but a lot of people will get it and then put out negativity and they'll put out the same shit that they're getting, um, which is a losing recipe, you know, it just is. And, Mm. and I think that, you know, being able as an entrepreneur to transfer the negativity that you might get or the pain that you might have into productive things that help other people, I know for me is a very rewarding thing because I'm able to say, yeah, you know what? Fuck all those people that said that shit about me or did this shit to me or this experience I had to go through. I'm doing good now and I'm helping people and I'm doing the right thing. And that makes me feel good, you know? Mm. So I love that you make meaning out of it. You just make right. it mean something to your life. Right. 
I, I truly believe. I truly believe. I really, really, truly believe that so much of success in life, not just financially, but in relationships, uh, to be happy, right? Because that's the ultimate goal. It's not about like when I say success, I don't mean just financially. I'm talking about being happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the biggest things that uh, people have to cultivate, and I say cultivate for a reason, because we don't know, we don't have this naturally is they have to have the ability to change their perspective on things. Mm. And I truly believe that that even the worst shit that you can go through, there's good things that can come from it. You know, um, there's strength that could come from it. There's inspiration that could come from it. And for me, one of the worst things that's happened to me is uh, in 2003, I was stabbed. I, I was stabbed in the face and almost died. I got stabbed three times in the face, once in the back. Um, and I almost died. My, my, my face swelled up to the size of a grapefruit for over a year. And I was like, I mean, if you watch any of my videos, you can still see all the scars, but they were, they used to be way worse. That was like 15 years ago. But, um, when it first happened, you know, my face was totally disfigured. It was, it was, it was swollen. I looked crazy. And, uh, and you know, I would, I worked in retail, so I dealt with people all day Mm. And people would come into my store and they would do one of two things. They would either A, they would look at the floor. They would never look me in the face. Okay. Mm. Or B, they would look at my face and they would say, Jesus, what the fuck happened to your face? Mm. And when you're young twenties and you're having these, you're getting bombarded by this sort of treatment after being like an outgoing person, somebody who's, uh, you know, quote unquote normal, um, you know, it caused me to go into a really dark, dark place mm-hmm. and feel really bad about myself. And um, uh, this went on for for a long time. I mean, years, a couple years, about, about a year and a half, I think it was. And uh, then I was shopping at the grocery store. And they're like, by the way, those conversations, that was literally everywhere. It wasn't just in my store. Like if I went to the grocery store, the cashier wouldn't look at me or they would say that like, it gave me a new appreciation for people who deal with like disfigurements or handicaps and things. Uh, you know, just for the record, if you see somebody in a wheelchair or that's handicapped, treat them like a normal person. Cause like most people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but anyway, uh, I was pushing my cart down the aisle of this grocery store and, uh, I was depressed, man. I mean, I was, I was drinking every day. Uh, I was smoking weed every day. I was suicidal for sure. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, pushing my cart down the, the aisle and I got to the end of the, the aisle, you know, where one aisle's going one way and one's going the other way. And I hit this cart of this person and I looked up. And the reason I say person is cause I couldn't tell if this was a man or a woman because they were so badly burned. Mm-hmm. Um, like it ended up being a woman and her face was completely burned off. Like, like, and I mean like no, no, like a hole where her nose was like no face. And, uh, uh, she looks at me and I looked at her and she goes, man, she goes, what happened to your fucking face? Like, <laughs> yeah. So like she knew, she already knew what people, how people reacted and was making a joke in between us. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, dude, I started laughing and it turns out she, uh, she had been in a plane wreck and her whole family was killed in a plane wreck and she was the only survivor. And, um, and I talked to her for like 15 minutes and I left there, 
like my perspective had completely changed a about like how much self pity I was having and my depression and all that shit. Like I almost felt instantly cured, which is weird. Um, but the more important thing was this is that I started to look for the good things that could happen from that. And, um, you know, when I was young in business at this time, I was only two or three years into my business, I think three years. Um, you know, we were struggling. We weren't, nobody knew who we were. No one cared who we were. Uh, but a funny thing started happening. Um, we would go around to these trade shows all over the country and people would notice my face, right? But instead of like me looking at it as something that was like, dude, everybody's staring at my face. This fucking sucks. The thing is, is everybody remembered me. So like my, I started making these, meeting these people and they always remember me. You know, they would remember me as, as Andy, the dude with the scars on his face. And, um, so it actually made my business grow because I was able to connect with people and they were able to remember me and I was able to forge real relationships with people that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do just because I got stabbed in the face. Mm. And, um, I think, and I have no doubts like, dude, that's like one of the, best, this sounds kind of fucked up, but it's the truth. Like it's one of the best things that ever happened to me for business. Like the best thing, because I never meet someone that ever forgets me. And it's, ne it's always been that way since that happened because of that. And I chose to see that. Right. So I chose that perspective instead of me being bitter and angry. Now I choose to see it as like, dude, I'm so glad that happened because I probably wouldn't be where I'm at if it hadn't have happened. And so getting back to what we were talking about, I truly believe that if you think about it, almost everything can be turned into something good. Now, there are terrible things, right? Like people that die suddenly or ch children that get cancer. And it's hard to see the good uh, that comes out of those things. And I'm not, I'm not ignorant to those situations. But I am saying that most situations that humans dwell on as negative can be turned into something productive if they just take the time to choose a different perspective. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Like that is number one. There's, uh, there's just so much uh, beauty in, in the shift of your perspective. And I also can't help, but want to ask if you really feel like there are so many miracles going on that we miss, because I think your that I, moment but, of the carts, it was just like a massive miracle. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like it, we, we take the things that we see, it's all perspective, really. Like, I feel like we, we, you know, you don't, you don't ever see, um, you don't ever see the miracles because you're too busy worrying about other shit. Like, you don't see the time you went through a stop sign 30 seconds faster than you should have. And if you would have been 30 seconds slower, you would have got hit by a bus. Mm -hmm. You don't see that stuff. You know what I mean? And we have things that happen to us all the time that we don't notice. Um, and I was actually having a discussion with a friend last night, and this is actually really cool because um, I don't talk about it all the time, but I'm a huge believer in like the law of attraction and quantum physics is something that I, that I look into and I'm interested in and I study on my own time as nerdy as that sounds. Oh, me uh, too. You're talking to yeah. the right person. <laughs> yeah. so are you a law of attraction person? Oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, okay. So like I was talking to this, per to a friend who, um, who was kind of new to the idea and I was showing them how literally it's not something that we choose to have happen to us. It's something that's happening to everybody mm -hmm. and they just don't realize it. So when you have someone who's struggling in life 
and they're worried about how they're going to pay their bills and they're worried about uh, their debt and they're angry about the relationship. What are they going to get? They're going to get <laughs> more bills. They're going to get more anger about the relationship. They're going to get all the negative things they think about. And what most people don't understand is that whole principle of it being a law means that it applies to everyone. And so what most people are doing is attracting all the shit without even realizing that they're attracting it. You know what I mean? And um, it's not just for people who choose to use it. It's for everybody. And I think uh, it goes along with your point of like people aren't paying attention, you know, mm. so they miss everything. Oh, I mean that it goes, it goes from that moment of just these massive miracles where you could have missed that. I mean, legitimately you could have been like, Oh, you bumped into my cart like that yeah, yeah. And, and miss an entire life changing moment of saying oh, that, that was that for was, me. That was no accident. Like yeah. I, somebody or something or whatever, however you want to think about it. Mm -hmm. I needed that at that moment. Cause like I, I was, and I, I still struggle with depression, not because of that, just because I've had it my whole life and it runs in my family. But, uh, um, but that was like a turning point for me. Like I, w I wouldn't have made it had that not happened. There's no question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I have so many wait. They're like wake up calls. There's a couple things about that for me where it's just like, I believe that we're constantly, we can either live like a nudge life where your soul's like, okay, there's something here or check this out, or you're going to be smacked by a two by four until you get it until you wake up. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, maybe yeah, you know, yeah. two by four moments for where you wake up. Sure. Um, sure. and I also love, you'll probably love this quote. I don't know if you've heard it before, but if you feel that way, cause I can, I can kind of slip into that state as well. I heard the other day, purpose is the opposite of depression. And I was like, Oh God, yes. Like oh, yeah. creating your purpose is like so yeah. powerful. Yeah. I love that. And that's a whole nother thing that even goes back into entrepreneurship because a lot of people are starting businesses because they want to make money. But if you really want to make money, your business should be based around a purpose, around a mission. Mm. And that's such a hard concept for, for people to understand because they think like, yeah, that sounds like some bullshit that like some, you know, uh, do-gooder is going to try to tell you. But really, it's a practical thing. It's a practical step. If you want to be great at what you do, make your business built around a purpose versus being built around making money, you know? Mm, I love that. Like every day I get up, man, I love coming to work. I love what we do. We're, we're in a situation where we can literally change people's lives every single day over and over and over and over again. Um, and it never gets old, you know? Uh, and some people are like, well, I don't have an exciting job like that. That, yeah, but you're not, you're not every most businesses should be built around a purpose and they should be, but they're most aren't They're most, most of them are designed to operate on a P and L and, uh, a bank statement and that's how they're judged. And, and if, if I think if more people would just commit to whatever problem it is they're trying to solve and develop a purpose around that, um, in a practical sense, not in a, you know, a feel good sense, but in a practical sense, they would do much better in business. So I want to go back to talking about, since it's kind of your jam also, is just talking about the law of attraction in business because you talk so much about mindset and really that's what I believe it is. Like for so many people who are like, eh, I don't know or whatever. It's like law of attraction is just your mindset. Like if you go to work yep. or think about having a crap mindset, you get, you're going to, you know, focus on everything that's crappy there. It's just right. like, how does that work for you every day when you kind of see it? Because I know that once you, once you believe it, you see it 
everywhere. And you know yeah. when you're not in a good spot and when you're attracting crap, which is also super empowering for yourself to know when you're in and when you're out. So what's something you do when you start to see that you're kind of going downhill? Maybe you're scared of something or maybe there's a bit of fear or lack around something in your business. Like, do you shift and do you experience that? Oh, of course. Of course I experience it. Nobody can be on all the time. Mm -hmm. That's a big misconception with the law of attraction. People think that it only works if you're a hundred percent on all the time. Mm -hmm. That's not true. It ha but we're talking about like the law of averages almost, you know, yeah, uh, totally. you just have to be aware and catch yourself. Uh, for me, um, you know, I don't, I really don't know. I haven't really thought about how I catch myself. I just, I'm, I'm always so focused on what I call the offense, like, uh, in business, like I'm always focused on growth. I'm always focused on improving. I'm always focused on getting better. I'm always focused on, on moving. Um, so I don't, I don't, by staying focused on forward progress, I don't get, um, stale. You know what I mean? Uh, cause there's always more to do. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm not, I've started to recognize this about myself. You know, I'm not the kind of person who's going to like sell out and go kick back on a beach. I couldn't live like that. And, um, I, I love, I, I love the, I love the game. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so I don't, when I, I just kind of naturally catch myself because I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when you're first starting, it's important to realize because, because a lot of people do this, right? They like, and I believe like the law of attraction and God and all these things, these things come together. Mm -hmm. Um, but <clears throat> A lot of people will, when they first start like learning about the law of attraction, they see the secret and what they don't realize is the secret is like a coloring book of law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Um, there's much more information out there. There's a great book. If you want to learn how to use the law of attraction by a guy named Michael Lozier, it's just called the law of attraction. Uh, it's got the, the ugliest cover. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> like it's like this rainbow thing. It's like it looks like the opposite of something I would read, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's so good. And the, the information's so simple and so practical for people. It just helps people figure out how to use it. But I think the reason that most people can't use it is because they spend so little time focused. It's the same reason why prayers don't get answered for people because people pray for, for 10 minutes at night or five minutes, if at all. And then the rest of their day is living not in congruency with what they say they want or what they're praying about. And the truth is, is that if you live in congruency and you actually go out and do your part, from my experience, things tend to work out pretty good. Yes. Um, so what I do for me, as I do a simple, I've done this for years. These are just simple things that I do. Number one, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is obviously I brush my teeth. But while I brush my teeth, I'm, I'm practicing gratitude. Okay. I'm thinking about all the things that I'm thankful for. And even when I didn't have much, I'm still thankful for all kinds of stuff like my friends and you know, my dog and like how happy my dog made me. And like, even when I was totally alone, like I could still find things to be thankful for. So you don't have to have a lot of quote unquote stuff to be grateful. It's just uh, a good way to start your day because it balances out the energy the, the right way. You just start having better days. Um, and the other thing I do, uh, is I, I have this method, uh, that I use called the powerless method. 
And um, it's basically a habit-forming, momentum-forming, confidence-building version of a to-do list. Um, And I've practiced that for the last 10 years. Basically, it's taking five critical tasks that I need to do. And I'm not talking about like basic stuff. I'm talking about like, I've got to call John so that I can get this deal done, or I've got to like things that are not habitual. Um, and I cover that in my, on my podcast in episode 107, uh, in detail. It's just too long to explain right here. Mm. Uh, and then, so I utilize that, that, uh, program. And then, uh, when I go to bed, I spend, the last minutes of uh, my day visualizing what I want my life to look like in the near future. Um, and so I try to really see it through a first person point of view and I try to notice it as much as I can. I, like I literally, like this was my visualization for a long time. Um, and some people are going to listen to this and think it's silly, but, uh, and it is kind of silly, but I, uh, I used to always aspire to have a Lamborghini, okay? And uh, I'm a huge car guy. So I would visualize myself driving. This is back when I had when I had to move back in with my dad in 2006 after six years of running or seven years of running our company. Um, I had to move back home because I was broke. Uh, I used to visualize driving a Lamborghini um, – up to a private jet and then like seeing the door go up because everybody knows Lamborghini's got the vertical doors. And, uh, I would look and try to see like outside and see the jet and see the steps and see like the Chrome on the handrail and walk inside of it. And I'd try to visualize all the finishes and, and the wood and the leather and the smell in detail. And, um, and I did that for years. And, uh, the funny thing is, is now like that's, that's like normal shit for me. Like that's what I do every day. Um, I haven't flown, I flown commercial one time in the last like five years. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and I'm not saying that to brag, I'm just saying it like it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so I, I practice visualization, uh, and I try to do it in detail and see myself in these positions that I want to see myself in. And even back in 2006 and seven, when I first started learning about this, I would see myself on stage and I would see people clapping in a positive situation. And I had no intentions to be a speaker or to be a personal development, quote unquote, guru or whatever people call, whatever they want to call you. I didn't, that was not my plan. I just, I don't even know why I thought that stuff. I just thought it would be cool. Mm-hmm. And, and here I am speaking to groups of 15,000 people. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's, it's really bizarre to be completely honest. And um, like that is everything, no joke, everything right down to like what I picture in, in the house and what, so my husband, Chris is a car guy and he's done that with Ferraris and he has a Ferrari yeah. now. Like he just, yeah, that's awesome. it's real. It is yeah. real you know, life. It's real. Like it, it, it is. And there, I could give so many examples. It, the cool thing about that book I mentioned, The Law of Attraction by Michael Lozier, that cool thing about that book is one of the chapters is about paying attention. And I think that's the thing, like people, people think about things and then when they happen, they don't even remember that they thought about them. So they think that it was just chance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, it's not, and, and, and I don't care what anybody says, people would call you crazy or whatever. I'm 100% bought in. Uh, I believe it. Uh, and now I'm to the point in my life where I have to be really careful about what I think about because I will, I'll, 
I feel like that's a muscle almost that you develop mm-hmm. and that affects the speed at which things come into your life. And because I've been doing it so long, now if I think about shit, and, and it comes. So like I have to be really careful what I think about because if I think about the wrong things, they come really fast too. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> so in the beginning, I think, you know, it's just like going to the gym. In the beginning, your, your uh, law of attraction muscle or your attractive, whatever you want to call it, isn't very developed. But after doing it for a long time, you start to develop it as like a, a more powerful skill or muscle or whatever you want to call it. Because nobody really knows what it is. It just works. Mm. And, uh, and that's a hard thing for people to swallow too, right? Because they want to know the ins and outs of how everything works. And they want to say, oh, there's no science. Well, there actually is science if you start getting into it that supports it. But um, it, it sounds fucking crazy to people. So mm. the, so, uh, so, you know, I don't talk about it a whole lot because I don't need to argue about it. I just right. know that it works, you know? You know, I think there's so much just basic reality to it, though. So if we think about, okay, let's just say, I don't know why I just got the image of going to a grocery store. And let's say you have this grocery cart. And it's just like, if you obviously... Uh, pick up the junk food or the junk thoughts like let's just say they're junk and you put them in your cart like you eat that you're gonna feel like crap like you're not gonna have any energy if you look at it and you see it but you're you acknowledge that that it would be good and that it could bring you pleasure but you leave it and you grab the stuff that fuels you later obviously you're gonna have energy and you're gonna move towards your goal it's like if you pick up the junk thought you're gonna drain your energy it's going to pick yep. up the junk people. It's going to attract all the junk. It's going to keep you stuck. It's going to make you sick. If you continue on the path of like good, obviously it's just, it's, that's all it is. It's just yep. good thought after and good thought. I agree. And another thing that I found that I, that I did, and I, I tell people this as a requirement, people hear what I'm about to say and they think it's an optional thing. It's not optional. If you want to be successful, you have to cut the negative people out of your life. And it doesn't matter who they are. doesn't matter if it's your mom. doesn't matter if it's your grandma. doesn't matter who it is because of what you just said. We only have so much energy in a day, mm-hmm. just like your cell phone only has so much charge in it. And we get to choose to spend our energy on things that are productive or we could choose it on things that aren't productive and are negative. And negative people take up our energy. They just take it. They don't give us anything back in return, and we're not investing in anything that will produce a return for us. So if you and, – and business is fucking hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard for everybody. So if you're an entrepreneur and you think you're going to be successful, when you have all these other people who have all of their energy invested in it, and you think you're going to be successful spending 50% of your energy with uh, a negative spouse or a negative – whatever you have going on and you're still going to be able to do what these other people are doing. No, you're going to practically and factually get beat based upon the available amount of energy. So it's very important to, and I call them anchors and propellers. It's very important to fill your boat with propellers, not fill your boat with anchors. And, uh, it's propellers are people who positively contribute to whatever it is you're trying to do. And a lot of people have a tough time with, with what I'm saying. They're like, Andy, you're so ruthless. You're saying cut my this my mom out. Hey, man, uh, I think and what I've observed over the last 10 years of being somewhat in personal development and the last four years being heavily in it is that most people are loyal 
to people who do nothing good for them. And they have this weird societal loyalty to people just because they have the same last name or they're, they're cousins or they were grew up from the same neighborhood. Well, part of being successful is understanding that, yes, you might have grown up with Johnny and Tommy and Billy in the old neighborhood. But those motherfuckers are losers now. <laughs> You're trying to not be one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And people have a hard time with that. And something that I consciously did, um, you know, when I got really serious about our business is I just got, I, I, as ruthless as it sounds, man, I cut everybody out that wasn't, that wasn't contributing. Mm-hmm. Like if you didn't, if I didn't get something positive out of the relationship, I didn't have it. And I don't mean like they did something for me. Like if I can't have a conversation with you to where I walk away feeling better, then mm-hmm. you're not going to be in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, um, I, I actually, this is something that my husband and I talk about all the time just because I, I, so I literally just basically wrote a book about this. Like you have to create tribe on the other side of doing what you love and it helps you transition from your old tribe. Otherwise it's kind of like we're leaving the tribe, which I had to do. Like I left kind of my family and the religion I grew up in and moved away and had to kind of cut them out for a few years until I felt strong enough to be able to go back and be my own person. Otherwise I was going back to the old ways. Yes, I totally get it. And that's another thing that people don't understand too, is they think that if they cut out all these people that, 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 that used to be their friends, that they're going to be alone. And that's another like thing that we hear all the time, right? It, it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, you ain't ever been to the top. So how do you know if it's lonely? Cause mm-hmm. I ain't never been there, but I can tell you this, my friendships and relationships that I have now are much more rewarding and fulfilling and fun than they were five years ago. And it's mm-hmm. not, it's not the same people. It's all people who think the same way I do, who contribute to my mission, who support me, and we support each other. And it's it's a productive culture, you know. And that's that's something that people have a misconception. I don't, I don't know, you know. There's songs about it, man. There's songs, you know. There, it's just a cultural misconception. It's things that people who have never experienced it are drawing conclusions based upon what they've heard. And the truth of the matter is, is that your friendships and your relationships will progress and evolve and ultimately be more rewarding. You don't have any less friends. You have better friends. And I want to really look at the big picture of that because sometimes we get stuck in the, in those moments of just, well, this is what's here and now. And we forget that sometimes, you know, Andy, I can, I can have a feeling that maybe when you were younger, you just felt like there was so much more, or you had more to do, or you just had this inkling perhaps. Like, did you feel that way at all? Um, I did, but like the truth of the matter is I just wanted to be really rich. Yeah. And, and like, I, I knew, like, I, I always felt like, cause that's why I started like selling stuff when I was a kid, you know, like I've always like, Hey, I want to make a lot of money. Um, so I knew I didn't want to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And I always knew that. I just didn't know how I was going to get there or if I was going to get there. Um, and what had happened to me was, uh, about 10 years into my business. And this goes back to focusing on the impact and helping people about 10 years into my business. I wasn't making any money. And I, I had to take a minute uh, a minute in business means like a month or two to really think about. And I thought about like getting out of business cause I wasn't make I was only making $695 a month, 10 years into my business. Um, so I, I was having to work other jobs to survive and, and, and still, you know, I'm 10 years in, uh, 
I thought about leaving the business and I thought about what I wanted to do. And the only other thing I'm really qualified to do because I dropped out of college is to work construction because that's, that's my family business. All of my relatives are construction people. Uh, they own construction companies, um, or contracting companies. And, uh, so I know a lot about construction. So I'm like, okay, well I could go do that and I could definitely make more money. But I thought about it and I'm like, man, I don't like that. Like, I don't want to do that. And what got me, uh, and this is, this, is, this is funny because a lot of people give me a lot of credit for being some sort of business guy, but it kind of happened by accident. Um, <laughs> so I thought about like, man, I, I might not make any money in this job, but I like what I do. Like I like seeing people lose weight. I like seeing people get their life together. It's, an, it's, it's something that makes me feel good. And I, I made the decision. I'm like, fuck it. You know what? Maybe I'm not going to be rich. Maybe I'm not going to be this, but I like this. I still, I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it made no sense. But the funny thing happened. I started pouring all myself into what I could do to help people get those results because I decided that's what I wanted. I wanted to see these people get results. And I started pouring all of my energy into helping people. And guess what happened? I started making fucking money Mm -hmm. because they were getting results and they were happy and they were excited and they told their friends. And all of a sudden, my business doubled. And my business doubled again for five years straight, okay, in the worst economy ever because I switched my perspective from trying to sell them shit into helping them. Mm. And uh, that was a big deal for me. So, like, you know, when I was, when you say, oh, did I ever have an inkling for more? I, you know, I did, but I don't know how to explain how I felt. It's so weird. It's weird. Like, I, I kind of get, so I kind of get it because my husband was always like that. I was always like, did you think you were meant to do like these great things for people that you do now? He's like, no, I just really wanted a Ferrari. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. But that's yeah. the, so we talk about this all the time to be unapologetic, you, you unapologetic about the carrot, you know, like, because yeah, it can open then, things up. What happens is, is you, what happened to me was I, I observed it, right? Like I, I'm like, okay, fuck. What did I do the last six months? Well, I, I or what did I do the last year? Well, I worked as hard as I could to help people. And guess what? I double my business. So I figured it out. And then I'm like, fuck, now, now I'm going to make a lot of money. So like I, I didn't – don't mistake what I'm saying as like some sort of like, you know, Care Bear shit. Like I still want to make a lot of fucking money. You know what I mean? I want to make a ton of money. And that's okay. That's what a lot of people don't think – you know, they don't get it. That's totally fine. If you're doing it in a way that you feel good about. You know what I mean? And – um. So like with your husband, you know, I bet he figured that out too. I bet he mm-hmm. figured out, you know, he probably, I don't know the story and I don't, I don't even know what he does, but I bet you he had some sort of similar awakening. You know totally. what I mean? We, we do like, we work in the same business. We work on each other's business. So legitimately it was like all of a sudden he realized he had the muscle to do it and also create this massive impact of how did he do it and share how he did it. And it was like. That's what I know about you too. The more money you make, the more desire you have to make more money, the more impact you're leaving and the more people look at you and they pay attention. So it doesn't, it's like, it's all this beautiful cyclical thing. If like you said, you're doing it and you're enjoying what you're doing and helping other people. Well, I think to help people understand, um, what this is like, um, it's helpful to understand how society is built right now. For 70 years, okay, companies could literally lie to their customers and sell them shit that wasn't what it was represented as, and there was no 
repercussions. There wasn't an internet. There wasn't social media. There wasn't a way for word of mouth to spread instantly. So what happened? People started to associate rich with evil. Okay. And that's where generations of Americans grew up thinking that if you had a lot of money, you must have screwed a lot of people over to get it because of the way our economy was built. Now, so now we live in a situation where feedback is instant. We can literally tell every single person that we know about every experience that we have with minimal effort. And because of that, companies cannot operate like they used to operate where they screw people over. Now we're in a situation where if you're making a lot of money, it's because you're solving a lot of fucking problems. Mm. And what does that mean? That means that money now becomes a representation of how much good you're doing versus how much bad you were doing for the last 70 years. Mm. So to make a lot of money now, you have to solve a real problem. You have to create real impact. And if you don't, people aren't going to talk about it. So it's it's kind of – it's. The, Gary Vaynerchuk wrote a really good book. Uh, Gary's a buddy of mine. He wrote, uh, and it's his most underrated book, uh, in my opinion. It's called The Thank You Economy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that book explains what I'm talking about perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if you want to dig in more to that. But the truth of the matter is, is we live in a situation now where you can really only make money by doing the right thing long term, you know? Mm-hmm. Andy, I could literally, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, how did that happen? I could talk to you all day long. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, maybe someday in the future I can have you on again, like if those yeah, stars sure. align in my perfect world. Um, but I am so grateful for you. Like I'm number one, I'm just overwhelmed by what you have accomplished in the most beautiful way and the impact that you are putting out in the world and how you're doing it. So you, and also to be honest with you, like I was slightly intimidated to chat with you, but I, I have not felt this comfortable with a human being. I wasn't going to say human man, but a man, <laughs> I get it. A human man. It's just you're so immediately likable, which is also so clear why you have the success that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, just people can resonate with you. They can still see you. And it also gives us permission to be us. So I'm so grateful for you. And I just want to thank you for your time and your impact. Uh, thank you so much. I'm honored. That that actually is really nice to hear because sometimes I wonder why the fuck <laughs> people do resonate with me. Because <laughs> I think... <laughs> So, so, uh, it, it's, uh, it's helpful for me to hear that. I appreciate it. Uh, you're walking permission with being real. And I think that is like all that we're asking for in the world is someone please show us the way to be more us and be unapologetic for the things that we desire and also that drive us to give back in a major way. So mm-hmm. I think it's so beautiful and I think the message is so needed. So grateful for you. And I it's- hope that you have an amazing day and where can we find you, follow you, all that good stuff. Um, AndyFrisella.com is where all my stuff is. Uh, My podcast is where I do what I feel is my best work, Mm -hmm. um, which is called the MF CEO Project. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to build a really nice uh, audience on that podcast. And if you're interested in uh, podcasts, which if you're listening to this, um, you know, you could check it out. Uh, I'm on on all the platforms. So you top uh, 50 podcasts. Let's just brag for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And you were voted what? I think it was like number one entrepreneur podcast yeah, we were, to listen to we were voted number one entrepreneur podcast um i've been number one in itunes a number of times but i'm consistently in top 10 um in business and then consistently top 50 in all podcasts in all podcasts yeah. oh my god <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and then we have, so I got, uh, I had a really nice thing happen recently where, um, entrepreneur magazine ranked us as the number one entrepreneurial podcast out there, which is really a huge honor for me because I read that magazine growing up, you know? And, um, and then Yahoo also ranked us number one and then so did Forbes. So like we got ranked number one, like literally within like two weeks by three different major publications. And it was really, really like for me, like super surreal because, uh, because I still feel like that fat kid with Doritos. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so, uh, and that's why we love you. So, yeah. I mean, that is so inspiring. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm watching. I'm learning. And I know that everybody else is. So, I mean, massive inspiration. So grateful for you. And you guys follow him. And I know that you're all podcast listeners on here and you're obsessed. So make sure that you share this episode and share what he's doing. Because, I mean, even his Instagram is out of this world inspiring. I mean, if you want 45-second shots in the arm, go and check out his Instagram. You'll see why he has like almost a million followers. It'll be there tomorrow. Um, (laughs) So have an amazing day. And you guys, thank you so much. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, all I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? 
In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and 
It's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com.